Welcome to episode 240 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. My guest this week is Siobhan Richardson. A couple of weeks ago, I had the producers of the Play Me podcast, Laura Mullen and Chris Tully, as guests for the second time. Check out their first spot back in episode 113. Now... Play Me from CBC Podcasts is proud to present a new series, The Show Must Go On, featuring exciting productions from some of Canada's top creators, including Hannah Moscovich, Drew Hayden-Taylor, David Yee, Chloe Hung, and Anna Chatterton. Each month, enjoy a new show from the comfort of your own home. The theaters have closed, but the show will go on. You can subscribe to Play Me wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been listening to Stageworthy for a while, or maybe you're a first-time listener and you got a link from the website or from social media, did you know that you can subscribe so that you never miss an episode? You can do that by searching for Stageworthy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and clicking on the handy subscribe button so that every week the new episode of Stageworthy will be delivered right to you. And if you subscribe, let me know that you're a new subscriber. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. And you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. And the website where you can find the archive of all 240 episodes is at stageworthypodcast.com. As I mentioned, my guest this week is Siobhan Richardson. Siobhan wears many hats, from actor and singer to fight choreographer and intimacy coach. Siobhan's been on the podcast before, but one of the reasons I wanted to talk to her again is that she's had experience with live streaming theater on both sides of the pandemic, both with Crux and Counter Productions and as part of the NAC's Canada Performs. We talked about some of the challenges of presenting theater via live streaming and nerd out a little bit about the technical bits and a lot more. Hey, Siobhan, so um, how are you doing in this age of, I don't even know what to call it. Anymore. <laughs> we're in not in quarantine. We're not technically under lockdown, but we're, you know, we're isolating. I have a friend who calls it the quarantines. Quarantines. Nice. Yeah. In the new, in the, in the figuring out, I feel like you're, you're right. There's, there's less in the way right now where we are exactly of yeah. enforced quarantine or, mm-hmm. I mean, it was never in wasn't enforced the same way that it was other places. Uh, but yeah, the, the restrictions are being lifted and we're figuring out new things. Um, and that part of it, I think is really quite new. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my attitude towards it is we still don't know a lot about the health situation. So yeah. I'm going to operate pretty much as I have been until we know more. I've got, I've got friends who are very close to me who um, some of them have, asthma some have uh other family members that they are very close to or living in Mm -hmm. close quarters with that they have to be mindful of their health so i'm just i am practicing social distancing as much as i can until we Mm -hmm. until we know more i just it would break my heart to 
to know that someone near me or someone near them got yeah. sick and to always wonder if um if if I had been a part of that. Now I yeah. you know, we can't drive ourselves crazy with it because when it does happen that someone near you gets sick, you you can't you can't spend the rest of your life blaming yourself about it. No. But I I I feel like in this time it's hmm as a bit of a control freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that we can control. Yeah. I no, I can control how I spend my time. I can control how I sanitize on the way in and out of my place. I can control mm-hmm. how much space I give myself and give other people. So, I mean, and I think that's what I did the most, especially at the very beginning when I didn't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, it felt like nobody quite knew, but what we could control is these are the actions I take and this is yeah. how I take care of myself otherwise. Because it's not just about going into the world. It's also um, how are you taking care of yourself in your own time and place. Yeah. And that's really sort of a big one because, um, you know, as uh, in, in the arts world, um, there's not a whole lot to do. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, there's, we, we can't go to rehearsals. We can't go to workshops. You know, there's all these, these limitations on, on, on the ways that like on, on everything. Mm-hmm. So many people I know who basically had a constant hustle. Yeah there's nothing to hustle for right now. And it's sort of like watching people try to figure out almost like, who am I without the hustle? Yeah. For me, that's been a, a huge one. Um, uh, before I go off into sort of like a sort of other tangent, mm. um, I'm definitely one of those people who has uh, done a lot of communicating un- until now. And then the, the, the drop off of mm-hmm. these things, the outreaches that I am doing, um, at one point I said to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just take a vacation for the next mm. several days. I'm going to enjoy that. Um, and just let that be the thing I am doing right now. Um, but at the same time, I'm one of the really lucky ones who actually has been working. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I recently taught at an all online stage combat court. Um, um, oh shit. What's it called? Uh, workshop weekend. Hmm. Um, I have been teaching some online classes. I was very lucky to get a Canada performs slot uh, through the mm-hmm. NAC. So I've, I've actually performed. I've had a, a rehearsal online. So like I said, I'm, I'm one of the very, very, very lucky ones who is still working in some degree. And some of the side hustle stuff that I uh, had sort of not had time for, mm-hmm. I can now pick up on some of that stuff. So I don't know. I how much how much of it is me being a bit of a workaholic and continuing to do the thing that is comfort for me, um, right? And, but how much of it is also um, the way I am still able to practice my art? Um, I've I've been a big advocate for training online for being able to outreach mm. online for like I don't know about a decade or more. Um, so I'm just really excited that a lot of people are taking another look at what they consider to be, be the potential of uh, training and performing online. Like it'll never replace live, mm-hmm. but what are the uniquenesses that are available to us through the media that we have available now? Yeah. It's very interesting because I feel like, like 10 years ago, the technology wasn't even really there to do it as well as we can now. No, no, very much, very much that. Um, but it's still like, I, 
I need to all, you know, we should also point out the fact that there are people who are, who, 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 uh, uh, suffer from dis, who have people who have dif, di, uh, disabilities who've been saying we could do this online for ages and been told mm-hmm. no. And yep. now we're like, oh yeah, now, now we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, oh, the frustration of you just, mm. you weren't listening to me. You weren't believing yeah. me. I was giving you solutions and you weren't, you weren't believing me or, yeah. or listening. Yeah, this was there all the time, and you just said that we couldn't do it, but now you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I ask about like what has teaching uh, on uh, through video been like, especially like teaching uh, stage combat on video? How how mm-hmm. has that what 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 does that look like? How has that been? <laughs> what lessons have you learned? Um. So what does it look like? It looks like a lot more in the way of demonstrating. Um, the timing is very different. I've really noticed that the way I'm able to perceive my students is different because we're not in the same room together. So when when everyone's stressed about a thing in a room, you can feel everyone shift in the room. You go, okay, this is something we need to spend more time on. Uh, but you don't have that uh, when you're teaching online. So there's a lot more of uh, visually checking in with students. Um, some people are not typers. So you can't always rely on people to, you can't always demand Mm -hmm. that they use the chat function. Um, Some people are not as confident or comfortable with uh, speaking through, like through online means. So there is a different kind of diligence, not that you don't have the same diligence in person, but there's a different kind of diligence when you are looking to check in with your students. And so it, it dictates a little bit the form when you're mm. in person, there's a different kind of personal checking in. When um, the in the particular venues that I've been teaching in online in the last uh, couple months, it it feels a little bit more like teaching a seminar. And when I say that, when I say seminar, I think of like rooms of a hundred people, right. as opposed to a room of twelve or a room of twenty, where there is a different kind of personal interaction available. So, um, in that way. There's a bit of there's a bit of a distance still, and yeah. I I think for some of my colleagues who are like you absolutely cannot teach this online. I think that's part of it. Is there something about feeling the breath of the people around mm-hmm. you and being able to to pick up that vibe that you don't have when you're doing it online? Um, also, stage sure. combat is a is a is a two person movement form. There are things yeah. you can do by yourself, but the bulk of the movement form is with other people. So there are parts of it that can never be replaced. No. Um, So what it looks like is a little bit more in the way of um, the practice part of the job, as Mm -hmm. opposed to the rehearsal, which is the paired part. Practice is what you do at home. Rehearsal is what you do with other people. I got that from Tim Klotz, who was one of my Mm. mentors. Um, So there's a lot more focus in learning your own instrument, using a lot of speech and voice and demonstration to help people learn their own instrument and develop their own, uh, I suppose, autonomy with their practice. Hmm. So it's a lot about coaching. How do I, how do I make use of time when I'm by myself? Uh, what are the things in my space that I can do for strength, for balance, for flexibility, for perception, uh, for accuracy and precision? What are some of the what are some of the attributes that I can work alone so that when I'm working with other people, my, let's say my accuracy is not in my way of being able to communicate or mm. my balance is not in my way of being able to be in the right place so that I can most effectively communicate with my partner. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it becomes about a different kind of focus. 
It's interesting that you're mentioning focus because there's there's in a Zoom like I say Zoom, but there's so many different things. But we'll go with Zoom because Zoom is the is the video conferencing app of the moment. It seems yes, yes. Um, they're like right time, right place, I guess. Um, if you're in a room with twelve people, mm-hmm. that's one thing. That's a that's a that's a regular sized group. Have you found? Because I know that I have. If you have like a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. of twelve people, and you're trying to interact with them, that's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, it can get overwhelming really quickly. Um, I've been on calls with fifty people, and in that case, um, that's when you start bringing in like it's very much a seminar feeling. So you can. Uh, there is a feature in Zoom, if you haven't found it yet, that you can hide people who are not um, who are not sharing their video. Right. So that the number of empty boxes you're looking at is different. So the people you are seeing then can have, have bigger faces. But yeah. that's the big thing is that we, we so much of our communication is nonverbal and you're missing a lot of it. All you have is, is faces. And yeah. some people aren't aware that they're on camera or they forget that they're on camera. So they don't realize... Um, that what their their thinky face or they're not sure of their camera placement so they're they're not necessarily aware of how their face is being perceived so as someone yeah. who is in that meeting there's there is um it's like learning a whole new skill set i think yeah i know that because i you know i with my day job we do a lot of a lot of meetings a lot of you know video meetings i've become super aware of what my face is doing oh yeah <laughs> because you know like you said your thinky face without the whole body language might mm-hmm. look angry. Yeah. Or annoyed. Like you don't know. And so you have to, it's almost like part of this skill, especially if you're dealing with clients or something like that is to make sure that you know what your face is doing, which is something that in, we don't often do in theater mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to pay attention to that. Actors aren't supposed oh, to really oh. look in the mirror and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. They're not supposed to practice in the mirror, but it's almost like for this kind of thing, you need to be aware of what your face is doing. Well, it's what, as an actor, I've, I've been in a couple of rehearsals. As an actor, it strikes me as it, kind of like in the first workshops that I did for performance capture, for motion capture, is it feels mm. like a hybrid between film and theater technique. Mm. It feels mm. like, um, yeah, that awareness of what is my face doing and the awareness yeah. of where's the camera and, and what am I sharing and that the... Hmm. A different kind of being on, I guess. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it feels like a hybrid technique. It, 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 it feels like a new technique. And I think that's one of the part of that learning curve that we're going through is that we want to present some particular material. And part of it is like, part of it is learning. Like, how do you deal with the one, like the built-in one second delays, for instance? Yeah. <laughs> and how does that yeah. mess with pacing? Um, but we're doing that live pacing thing while we're doing, while we have to be aware of what is my face saying and doing at all times, mm-hmm. which is which is not a theater technique. No. Um, when, when you're doing a stage combat class or workshop, um, are you, are you giving like, cause you know, you can do different setups and it really depends on what kind of camera you have, uh, with full body or you may really, are you really only seeing your class, your, your students like faces and hoping that they're getting, getting stuff right. Um, I, it, uh, it's one of those things that I kind of leave it up to the student. I let them know that I can't, I can't give them notes unless I see them. 
Um, so, and also I can't be there to be an outside eye. So mm-hmm. they're assuming a lot of responsibility in so far as looking out for their space, um, which also changes what I teach, right? Like there's a, a, um, a smaller scale precision and accuracy or smaller detail that I'm often doing because I'm aware that people may have a space the size of a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's, there's that part of it. Many of the people I've been associating with for the movement work um, have some have some sense of camera awareness, so they'll be placing their cameras in a place that they can move towards or away from it, or they will. Uh, some of them have features like you can click a button and the um, the zoom changes on it, like how how close or how far away you are will will change on it. So the frame changes. Um, so some make use of that. Um, uh, but it's also, yeah, an awareness of if there's like 17 boxes on a screen, mm. I can't see the same kind of detail. No. Uh, so it's, um, I think part of it, I'm very, I'm very grateful for some of the people I trained with uh, mm. because a lot of their focus was on what are the details you can perceive with the information that you have? So what can I tell about the enti- the subtlety of parts of someone's structure when all I can see is the larger shape. Mm-hmm. So some of that training is really coming into play because I can, I can get what information I have. I can go, something's not quite right. And then I can watch a little longer and assess differently. But again, that's where the pacing changes a lot with teaching this way mm-hmm. is because part of it is developing a new skill set, And part of it is I get caught by something and then having to watch a little bit longer so that I can truly assess what I'm actually looking at. Yeah. There's this funny thing that's been happening that I've noticed where, um, so we're just really starting to explore video for for theater classes, for performance, mm-hmm. for all of this stuff. But somehow we're also expected to be experts at it. Mm. Like overnight. Do you, do, you, do you feel that? I feel like there's a lot. There's a so much bit, like, new I think, way though. I think there is, but there's also like, here you are, I think... There's this problem with the whole uh, performance aspect, for example. Like, yes, we're learning, but mm-hmm. you know, you want to you want to try to give a performance on on like whatever video application you're using that's as as polished and good as possible. And yet, we've never done this before. <laughs> as as Brene Brown says, uh, FFT, um, F in first times. Like, yes, <laughs> I don't know. I I think with I I don't know I. I don't know that I feel the same thing. I'll have to say, I don't know mm. that I feel the same pressure for things to be so polished. I think what I perceive is a lot of leeway for, for various aspects of it to be uh, mm. unpolished. And I think especially at the beginning of the whole world going into isolation, there was a lot of just wanting to connect genuinely mm. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as, as long as there was some element of here is a story, let's enjoy this story, then, then it was working. But maybe as things develop, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I've just been part of slightly different processes than maybe. you have in that. I just wonder, because I think there, there's this perception that, that like we had leeway in March mm. and now 
we've seen the performance that basically looks the same as the Zoom meeting that we have in our day jobs. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking for something more. Because mm-hmm. it's hard for an audience that might be spending a lot of time on Zoom oh. or similar during okay, the day okay. to now turn that and try to say, okay, now this is entertainment when it looks like exactly what it looks like the same thing at. you've been doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think I now understand. Yeah. So as we, um, well, and I, so I think I was super lucky, super, super lucky at the beginning. Um, when I did my Canada performs segment, I was working with Dahlia Katz as my director and right away she was really clear about how does your background look? What mm. frame are you working in? What are you dressing in? Mm. Uh, how's your lighting? Mm-hmm. Um, how are we maximizing the frame space? Um, so that w- when we were working together on creating that performance, there was already a lot of thought put into it. So I think I, I kind of, I kind of lucked out with someone who already had attention on some of those details so that, while you're still looking at that small frame, um, we're we're filling it yeah. in a different way than uh, than if we have an awareness or not mm-hmm. of what a rehearsal space is. So okay, now I can, I think maybe I did I wasn't quite keying into what your your question was. Mm. So that now yes. Yeah, so then when we're asking an audience to uh, engage as an audience and not as an active participant in a zoom call with other people Mm. in their living room spaces. Um, it's, it's like a whole new design element. Yeah. And it's, and it's working with what people have. Maybe people don't have a blank wall. Maybe people don't have a, a camera quality or everyone's like some people I know are only working off of their devices. Yeah. Um, because they don't have either a laptop or a computer or an external camera that they can set up somewhere. So then what, uh, uh, and they may not have a tripod and like yeah. everywhere is sold out of everything right now. Of course they are. <laughs> um, of course they are. So we're, we're kind of making do with, with what we have. And like one of the discussions we were having in this rehearsal was um, one person was like, Oh, in the rehearsal, I made, I made a bad choice. I sat in this incredibly comfortable, comfortable chair and it completely altered my energy. And then like, she's like, are you all standing the whole time? Like, what are you, like, we're having these discussions about how am I interacting with the technology mm. as a performer mm. so that my audience's interaction is, is optimized. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new design element, including not, it's not blocking, but it's how do I stand? What clothes am I wearing? How am I monitoring my breath? How is my voice yeah. being picked up? It's, it is, I, I do come back to, I do maintain, it's this weird hybrid of mm-hmm. of acting technique and of, of theater technique and on-camera techniques and voiceover technique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of how do I, like, how am I, how am I aligning my lungs so that I'm optimizing my sound? Uh, how am I designing my backdrop? What can I, what can I make shift with the, like the one set of sheets that I have and the two square feet I have available to me and the noisy neighborhood I'm in or whatever. Yeah. That was definitely one of the, the, there's there's so many things that, cause you, one of the reasons why I was really interested to talk to you is because you have essentially two very different experiences with video and performance. Mm. You have the experience that you had when you were doing uh, uh, Why We Fight or mm-hmm. with uh, with Crux Entertainment. Yeah, and then you have the Canada performance. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, 
and so Crux and Counter uh, Productions, yeah, and then and then you have the the the, the Canada performs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about if you found that th- anything that you learned through what you were doing with Crux and Counter, if that helped you with when you were doing your Canada performs. Uh, to a degree, yeah. Um, with Crux Encounter Productions, uh, part of the mandate of the company is is essentially doing stage combat live for an on-camera audience. So the purpose is a stage production live captured. So things that we were experimenting with are like for for stage fight performance, how do we hide the gap? How do we hide the nap? How do we have the energy of a live stage combat performance match what people expect to see for film performance because the mm. the energy levels are 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 different and the timing mm. is different. So um, from that, understanding that audiences' perceptions of what is happening in a live space is different than what is perceived by the camera, which is something that we know, but to have done it so viscerally with, mm. with the art form that's going to suffer the most, arguably, in that transfer. Um, mm. And it was interesting to go back and watch my Canada performs performance and to see bits where I went, Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't apply that, that knowledge there. <laughs> um, but they were also two very different media in that Canada performs um, the, um, uh, faking it, sex and violence with Siobhan Richardson. Um, that that was like direct address into the camera, which is mm-hmm. not what we were doing for Why We Fight, which was like a captured theater production. Um, right. And Canada Performs was was uh, kind of like a lecture demonstration, one person show kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, what did we learn? What did I? What did I apply? We talked a lot about uh, voice and how was the audience perceiving voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely talk about use of space, um, which is, of course, like what we do on stage, but on on a frame, it's different. And I even um, over the last, uh, oh, what is it now, a month, month and a half, um, I've done a couple of other things like guest spots on someone's Instagram Live, on David mm-hmm. Connolly's Instagram Live, um, the various classes that I've been teaching. And so all these little bits keep coming back, like how am I using my frame? How is the voice being used? Lighting, lighting is huge. To, yeah. to have that visceral experience of like, oh, yeah, mm. the lighting makes a really big difference. Movement and pacing. Um, I want to say that there was another one that really stood out for me. Um, uh, placement of the camera in relationship to your monitor. There mm. was a seminar that I was teaching where designing when to look away from the camera and then when to look into the camera mm. makes a big difference. Um, as to the expression of intimacy. And so I use this in um, in the Henry G20 rehearsal when um, uh, when doing asides, coming mm. close to the camera. So it had a bit of a like, oh, by the way, this is you and me talking, as opposed to stepping back so that there's that sense of distance. Right. So there's a lot, I found that there's a lot on the performer to to manage those minute differences. And of course it's how many steps. So it can be a little bit clunky if you're not thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the, the performances that you've done and the work that you've done with, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the teaching online and all of that stuff, 
Um, you've sort of noticed, I'm sure, some of the deficiencies in both performance and presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, like, tell me about what you've what you've experienced as the the real deficiencies in a digital performance right now. The time delay. I find the time delay really challenging. Mm. Um, whereas I'm, you know, I've, I've worked mostly in theater for, uh, my professional life. Um, so there's the thing about pacing and timing that you just know when you're in a space with somebody else, you can feel their breath change. Um, there's a particular moment in a rehearsal where I took a breath and started speaking with what I thought was going to be the right timing to have a, have a, have a good pacing between myself and the person before me, but they took a slightly longer amount of time for their like statement comma last two words that I completely like trod all over, (laughs) all over their line. So some of the, some of the subtleties and the minute control over those, uh, over those moments, um, that's one of the biggest deficiencies and things like trying to have a group speaking in, in chanting together. Um, is oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at work at work a number of times we have attempted to sing happy birthday to somebody a few times since this started <laughs> and it is the worst thing you have ever heard and it's oh, not wow. just it's not like bad like when your family is like 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 basically screaming happy birthday it's because everybody is singing what they think is the time. same time it it's just terrible oh wow and every, like and on top of that everyone's in different keys and so and of course the Yes. The actual like the speed of it's going to keep changing as people think they're catching up with each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. But you know, oh, Zoom boy. has has its standard latency. I think mm-hmm. uh, you pointed out it's 105 milliseconds at a minimum, mm-hmm. or sorry, mm-hmm. 150 milliseconds at a minimum. But like, there's so many other factors, and so yeah. like, what's your bandwidth? We've all had what's that experience yeah. where it's so many things, mm-hmm. and like. You know, you're on Wi-Fi. They're plugged into their modem. Like it's, mm-hmm. it can be as 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 simple as that. Yeah. Um, and so like it's almost like like learning how to be in a scene with someone mm-hmm. over the digital is is even like that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. Um, like when you say that, I think very much about uh, not being able to breathe with somebody having to look into the camera Mm -hmm. so that the audience perceiving feels like there's eye contact being made as Mm -hmm. opposed to looking down at my script. Uh, Because the things that I've been involved in have been um, with other, when they're with other people, they have been early. So there we're still, we're still on book. Um, And then the other challenge too, is if we want to try to do a filmic technique where we're looking off camera, the same direction, uh, zoom in particular you can't control which screen is where so you don't know which way you're looking you might be back of head to back of head yeah Um, you have no idea because it's just like zoom makes its own determination about how everybody is ordered and it mm -hmm. will be different for me and it will be different for you yeah like dear zoom please create the host (laughs) opportunity to be able to adjust the the screens Oh my goodness, please. Also, there's- Everyone send your suggestions to Zoom. Do it now. (laughs) Please, yes, do it now. Um, There's also um, the fact that suddenly here you are, you're doing a performance and you've got that Brady Bunch grid and there's your own face Mm -hmm. in that grid. And, you know, we're not used to watching our faces when we're acting. Yeah. And it's- 
quite fascinating, actually, to watch your own face, but you can't. And yet there it is. I don't know anybody. It's so distracting. I don't know anybody who is unable to to who is able to ignore their own face. It's it's I, I mean, I remember talking with my sister's kids when they were little and you'd be having a conversation with them on video chat and then you'd lose them. Because they would be so excited about watching their own faces. Yeah. And it's, you know what? Here's a fun thing to, to look up. Um, Google or YouTube, uh, like dolphins and elephants looking at themselves in the mirror. Because they get mirrors. They understand them. So dolphins will like blow bubbles and roll around in the mirrors. It's that thing of like being fascinated <laughs> with who you, who you are and what you look like. It's right. it's adorable and it's fun to do. But um, but yeah, when it comes to acting, we're like, I do I do I? Do I check out what I'm doing? What's that face I'm making? Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm all washed out now. Like, <laughs> Right. There we get back to the face thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what other deficiencies have you, have you found uh, aside from that? Uh, aside from delay, from yeah. looking at yourself, um, not, not being able to breathe with other people, um, mm-hmm. what direction you're facing. Um, mm-hmm. I've engaged more as a performer than I have as an audience. Um, Mm. but other things I've noticed, Oh, like, like timing, if, um, uh, timing of turning cameras on and off, like you have to become your own engineer. So, Oh man, the number of times (laughs) you forget to turn your microphone on because you don't want it. You don't want it on all the time because you don't want people's speaker view to switch to you. You don't want that to be weird. Um, and then you forget to turn your speaker on. So like, I really like hotkeys. I use my keyboard a lot. So like learning all the hotkeys for things so I can do them really fast and I don't have to like, that's the other thing when you're trying to turn your camera and your mic on and off, you're like looking Mm. down at your keyboard to do that. So I I like hotkeys for that personally. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's. Mm-hmm. What about um, you know when you're performing on in in the digital sphere, mm-hmm. the thing that has not yet been solved is the fact that you have an audience that you essentially cannot hear. Right. So yeah, one of the first things that I told Dahlia when we were preparing for Canada performs is is that precisely and i was like i i'm I'm doing this into the void and it feels it feels kind of awful yeah at least when you're doing a script with other people you are you are engaging with them um i mean the the one of the little things you can do is zoom does have the reactions feature so you can get Mm -hmm. some reactions that way i in a way i'd kind of love it if they floated across the screen a little bit more right now they're attached to the individual like right. i wonder if there's um if there were an audience or performance view or even the webinar view where the where the where the reactions could like float across the screen like it does on on facebook live for instance it'd be great unfortunately on the on the on the webinar view um you only have you don't have the same reactions oh right um so there you they have fewer reactions on zoom yeah but, you know mm-hmm. um it would be great to have them mm-hmm. i've seen people with cards but that only works in a meeting Right. Well, and and when you webinar, can see everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, recently, I came across uh, uh, a video application uh, called Rally. Okay. And I found out they're a Toronto company. And one of the things that they do is um, they were essentially designed for, um, it's like, you know, consider that you walk into a room and there's a bunch of tables and you can sit at a table mm-hmm. and talk to the people there. Okay. So you can have that sort of thing and your table is in focus audibly and everybody else's table 
because when we walk into a room and there's a conversation, we can still hear that hum. They lower everybody else to 20%. Oh, interesting. And if you are taking the stage, then you are at a hundred percent and everybody else is, is their volume goes down to 20%, but you can still hear them. Oh, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. You can't see them, but you can hear them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Cause the solve we did for, um, for Canada performs is that, um, I had Bluetooth headphones and Dahlia was in my ear so that I could have some kind of vocal response. I could have some kind right. of breath with me, yeah. but to be able to actually hear the whole audience again, I think that's, if you talk to some of the people I've talked to, that's been the biggest thing is just the, the interconnectedness yeah. is missing and audio would be a great start. Um, I know, I know a lot of people who intensely view their audience when they're performing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time with that. I, I can't, I'm like, how do you have time to stare into people's faces this way? <laughs> it, clearly it's a different style. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but that is something that has been, that has been missing is the knowing that you're affecting your audience, yeah. whether that be visually or audi- audibly. Yeah. I know with I know with Rally early in their in their experimentation, uh, they did have the camera running for all of their audience members, so you could see them. But that is resource heavy. Oh yeah, and imagine. yeah, it's a browser based application essentially, and so that just kills most computers. So oh, yeah. they went with audio over that, but mm-hmm. it's still. Um, like I found they did like they do comedy nights right now and, oh. and open mic night like That's so great. like in a way of testing all that stuff out which is really cool so I I'm I'm excited to try them out at some point um because again that like not even be like doing something that if you do something that's funny and you get nothing <laughs> John Oliver is the best for this mm. He um he quotes his his English upbringing as like delivering to a room of no responses. It's like being home again. Like <laughs> to call the stereotype, but yeah, there's there's that, and that that's where that's for me that's the perfect example of the hybrid art form that mm. feels a little bit like theater and a little bit like being on set, where the the non reaction and it's the I guess like going for your choices. Yeah. And just knowing that whatever comes out is is perfect in that moment. Yeah. Just hoping like just having to assume that that everything is working in a way that in a way that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've 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 needed that audience response. And so um doing something like if it's a solo performance or if it's a if it's a comedy show or even if it's just like any kind of comedy mm-hmm. like not being able to hear a response that's like you don't even you just like is this working right well, and, and i guess you just have to assume yeah you do and it's easy to if someone were listening to this i can see how they might assume that it's it's actors needing validation but it's not that it's it is skilled craftspeople guiding an experience for the people who have entrusted you with their time. Yeah. And to me, it's part of the commitment to the audience mm-hmm. to be able to feel, to feel where they are, to hear where they are, to hear how yeah. their energy is to hear, um, especially like when I'm, when I'm delivering a, like a lecture or a demonstration um, to, to be able to connect with them and go like, are you, are you all nervous? Are you all excited? I, the pacing of the piece changes completely depending mm-hmm. on how, what the audience has come in with. Are you all tired? Are you all revved and ready to go? Everybody knows that the performance changes because of that. So again, that's the weird hybrid thing of 
trusting that this this material, this pacing, this story is engaging in its way. And I'm going to trust that my audience is going to be with me or they're not. Whereas in theater, when we're live, when we're in a space with people, we can we can steward a little differently. Yeah, because it's not just hearing them. And it's not just seeing them because, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the size of the of the of the venue, <laughs> you yeah. often can't see them. I mean, sometimes you can't um, see them if it's small because there's light yeah. in your eyes. But like, you can always feel them, and that's sort of like an mm-hmm. esoteric thing that's hard to describe. Like, you know, when they're not with you, mm-hmm. and well, digitally, that doesn't really exist. And really you know what? Doesn't. That's a good thing, though, <laughs> because. We know that no matter how good a technology gets, it, it's never going to be able to replace us being in the same room. Exactly, and that's that's what I've that's what I've always thought of. Whenever people are worried about um, is on camera going to replace theater, is watching things on devices going to replace theater, are at home movie theaters uh, like Netflix is that going to replace the movie theater experience? I really don't think so. Um, some people prefer their solitude, um, mm-hmm. which is excellent and great. And I, I can be one of those people at a time. Uh, but there is something about, oh, man, I'll never forget my experience of watching Snakes on a Plane mm-hmm. in preview on a Tuesday night in a movie theater. And it was, <laughs> it was a great experience. Or watching Dear Evan Hansen yeah, and feeling the families and mothers and children around me so moved by things yeah. that they had experienced or were so familiar to them. Like that live thing can't be replaced. So whenever anyone has, a, and whenever I'm involved in a conversation where people are worried about something replacing theater or something replacing live performance, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I mean, essentially we've been lamenting the death of theater for the last hundred years or so. <laughs> right. Um, like, you know, radio was going to kill the theater and then TV was going to kill radio and the theater. Mm-hmm. And then movies were going to kill TV, the radio and theater. And like <laughs> video games are going to kill movies and TV and radio and theater. And they're all still there. There's room for all of them. But they're, mm-hmm. the one thing is that we need to get together. Yeah. Like people who've been in a really amazing theater experience understand why we need to be in that room. Yeah. And what and, it feels like when everybody breathes together. Mm-hmm. And this is where like, I'm one of the things I'm really curious about is what drama education looks like after mm, this. Yes. And, and there, there's been, especially as a, sorry, I'm just trying to formulate a thought, especially as, we have a generation of people now who have grown up with their own cell phones. And we have a generation of people who have done an extraordinary amount of socializing either through text more than speech in some cases, or have done a lot of socializing over uh, speech while playing video games together. Um, there, There's different kinds of immediacy when media are involved. And that's, again, I think one of the difficulties of performance through our computer screens. Mm-hmm. But it strikes me that, I mean, there, there's already, in some, like, in some cases, there are people who are like, oh my goodness, get me in a space with people again. And there are some people who are like, eh, this is a little bit scary yet. Like, I need some space to do that. And I'm 
I'm really curious about how uh, drama education and um, awarenesses, like circles of awarenesses, like circles of proximity and how that kind of, I, I wonder if there's going to be a different kind of awareness of our physical spaces together and how, um, and how like even improv classes and drop and stuff and high school drama education and community work together and, and our professional development, how that is going to be uh, uh, affected by how that's going to become in some ways quite, quite necessary to help people navigate being in spaces together and where that's what we're doing, like in a, in a drama class where you are mindfully just in space together and Mm. making stories together and relating to each other's, I guess, vulnerability and relating to each other's interests in yeah. a way that's kind of structured. I mean, a lot of people who have um, had a number of high school drama classes who like, took those classes, there is, people are aware of the, like, you leave the outside world outside and we mm-hmm. have we might have quite different relationships in the drama room than we do outside of this. But being able to set up that kind of parameter, that kind of uh, that kind of time and space for yeah. that kind of interaction, I'm 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 curious to see how some of some of our time in space together is going to shift as yeah. we as we make our way through the next year or so while we you know wrangle with the science situation as yeah. well as the um, as well as our social situations. It's going to be very interesting because there's there's when people go to a, a, an acting class or a theater theater school, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of control about what that what the space is. And so yeah. when you're in this space now, you know we're all here in this space, like you were saying. But um, if we're all on like a Zoom call, mm-hmm. we can't necessarily control. Like I can't control what's happening in your environment. No, like yeah. you might be in a house where your mom and your nieces and nephews are also there mm-hmm. and trying to focus on an acting class. And that's there's some real challenges to to that, mm-hmm. which are going to be I hope, you know, we'll have to navigate those when when the time comes. But it's going to be very interesting to to see like how we how we do these classes in a virtual space. And and I think that's part of even the theater experience of like whether I'm whether I'm acting in something or I'm teaching mm-hmm. or I'm I'm there as an audience member. What's happening in my reality around me is happening at the same time as the reality I'm trying to be engaged in. Yeah. And like that, like to me, that that breaks my brain a little bit. I'm I'm in a very mm-hmm. lucky situation where I can generally have my own space while other stuff is happening. But I was uh I was I was in part of a Q&A and someone's like someone's dog kept coming in and their yeah. kid is like, dad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm talking to the people. Hang on a second. Like there's what I think is so lovely and so human about it is as much as we're engaging in one topic uh, through the screen. Um, there's I think there's this wonderful moment of being able to see in, into somebody else's reality, like the recognition of. Like I don't know, maybe I'm there as an expert, but mm-hmm. then the cat walks through the frame, and then yes. there's a moment of like, oh, she's doing it again. Like maybe, maybe um, y- you see something different about that individual, and we're reminded that while this thing we're doing right now is really important, there's actually there's there's another aspect of life 
that's really important while we do that. And as someone like mm. I'm speaking as someone who hasn't always had the best work-life balance to, <laughs> to right. put it mildly, um, there's something, there's something in the shift of, I guess, in the shift of consciousness or in the shift of what this means about how we engage with our work, whatever mm. our work is. Um, when suddenly there's five more people in the house than there usually are while you do these things. And there's a kind of like what happens to the in-house dynamic and what happens to my relationship with the people? Like what does professionalism look like when they're like, mm -hmm. Hey, my kid's walking through my frame too. Yeah. You know, Oh, my pipes just burst or it's yeah. seven o'clock here. This is a big one. I think it's 7 PM here and it's noon over here. Right. And so you're signing off people like, all right, good night. I'm like, I'm, I'm just starting my day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's this fascinating kind of realities colliding. Whereas when we're in a theater, we are, we're pretty much in one reality together. When we're yes. watching a film together, we're pretty much in one reality together. Yeah. My science fiction brain goes, oh, cool. We're all experiencing, like, <laughs> I'm experiencing our shared reality and my reality. And then I glimpse into your reality. I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking through portals all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different way of, of seeing performance, though, as like, as yeah. like, you know, what is, what is, like, you know, we're no longer seeing like a single space, mm -hmm. you know, as mm -hmm. in the audience is now contending with, with various spaces. Yeah. And that's, I've we found myself that thinking in so ways um, just yeah. before we leave that, like when yeah, we were yeah. talking before about like, what does, what does that performance look like? We talked about that design element and it's at this point, it's kind of impossible to ask everyone to design their space the same way to be mm -hmm. in costume in the same way to have a lighting state. That's the same in the same way to have the same uh, uh, camera, to have the same audio. Um, it's, there's so many of these variables that the same kind of cohesive reality that we're looking for when we're watching a film or when we're watching or that we work so hard for when we're watching a film or when we're sitting in a theater um, isn't really available to us. Yeah. So it kind of, it puts the focus on, on a slightly different thing. It puts a different focus on, on the words, on the individual character and actor yeah. in, in this kind of, I don't know this this Yahtzee kind of meet it and then and then and then tip the cup over and this is this is the the arrangement we have at this moment. Yeah, it's interesting because like like I I've been thinking a lot, sort of like piggybacking on the idea of of curating spaces and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about like what make what could make a dynamic performance mm. in this in a digital space. Mm -hmm. Like if we cannot you know, because, you know, some of us have very small apartments. Yeah. If we cannot create a stage space, mm -hmm. what can we do? And so I've started trying to think about things like, um, okay, I have, I have a, I have a, a webcam and I have a, um, a, a camera on my laptop. Mm -hmm. So that's two, two states. Can I switch between those? Yes, I can actually, I can use something like OBS mm -hmm. and I can make that happen. Uh, uh, open broadcast system in case you're looking at it, mm -hmm. but I can also connect my phone to that. Mm -hmm. And so now I have a third camera. So I'm, I'm going to ask you at some point about yeah. using your camera, using your phone. Um, I've had some challenges with it. We don't have to talk about mm -hmm. it now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely something where it's like the harnessing technology. 
is, yes. is, a, is a tangent to this. But you're talking, you were talking about how, like, how do we create a dynamic space? So yeah, you've got like, yeah, a couple like of switch cameras. between cameras and, and not only just like a stationary camera because of the way that your phone is. Mm-hmm. Like what if you could take your phone mm-hmm. off the tripod simply and walk around your apartment with it or like take it mm-hmm. into a different space and, 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 and that's like one scene or one tangent and then come back. What if you had a, pro- a small projector set up and you're changing your scene by projecting on yourself? Oh, like, yes. Things like that to try to make the visuals a little bit more than my head in <laughs> this square box. Right. And so then you get perspectives too. You can like yes. do fairly standard things of like change the height of the camera. Are you are you really close? To, is this camera really close to a wall? So you do have a what feels like a smaller space, and then is this yeah. camera facing the other direction so it sees the whole room? So it feels like a bigger space. Like one of my webcams yes. when we set it up, it makes the room look huge, <laughs> um, which is exciting for what we do because there's so much movement. Um, and so I found that like one of the classes I was teaching, I was specifically pointing it at a particular wall where I know I've got enough space to move back and forth. So it wouldn't feel like such an enormous space yeah. because that cavernousness wasn't going to be helpful. Yeah. Um, and I, I have, I have like that second webcam and I've noticed that like there's the camera on my laptop, mm-hmm. which basically shows my head. And then I, I look over at the, the webcam mm-hmm. and it's, like I have so much space <laughs> because it's a little bit wider. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, now there's a little bit of movement space. And now if I use my phone in that, now we've added more. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think Dahlia was really quite brilliant in, in some of the things she was coaching me with because we specifically set different depths so that like the mm. one was me very close. So most of me took up the frame. So it didn't feel like such a big space. Mm-hmm. And then further back when, you know, I'm just, allowing essentially allowing myself to be captured from the waist up or yet further back where it felt like a larger space so sometimes it's even making different dynamic use of a static camera as well as those ideas you're talking about well can we switch cameras can we make the camera move um do we do we put in weird placements like do we put one on the floor do we put one on the ceiling Mm. um and that's some of the stuff that like through crux and counterproductions, that's some of the stuff that we were playing with too, was what's the difference between when the camera is like down right or down left, or yeah. what if th- this is for the crane shot so that we can move the camera. Now, of course, in that we had a crew to work with us, I'm, I'm reminded that a lot of us at this moment, we're working like by ourselves. Yes. Or if you're really lucky, you've got one other person. If you're wickedly lucky, you, maybe you've got two, maybe you've got yes. two other people. So there's yeah. a lot because in a sec at a, a moment ago I was like, why am I thinking solo? Why am I thinking solo so much? Oh right, because for so many of us, we are um, we're it's it's ourselves doing something. I say we. I'm one of the lucky ones who has other people I can work with at the moment. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think like in terms of of thinking about solo, I don't think you're the only one because mm-hmm. I know when I'm watching a scene that's several different squares i find it difficult to treat that as a as a scene mm, mm-hmm. um um it's hard to take out of that and yet the the solo performer because there's a cohesion and there's only one window that we're looking at mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to look at that and be drawn in and not taken out by various by various squares and 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 and, and brady bunch layouts yes <laughs> 
Yep. Oh, hey, Zoom, another uh, another feature. Yeah. Not only yeah. maybe can the host determine the window arrangement, but maybe even window size. Yes. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be great. I also want to see like cuz right now we're doing there's a lot of a lot of readings of that are like of existing plays. Mm-hmm. Um I would love to see somebody adapt a Shakespeare play for Zoom. Like straight up adapt it with the with the yeah. recognition with that the recognition that we're are, yeah that they're not in the same room. Mhm. And like what can we do with that? thinking like Romeo and Juliet, like the balcony scene. Oh, that's, that's the one that my <laughs> mind went to actually yeah. was Romeo and Juliet. Um, because I think you could do it. Um, but like summer has some potential. Yes. Too. Yeah. 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 But like, these are, Oh my God, midsummer. I'm just going to go off on a tangent, <laughs> but midsummer, if it takes place on zoom and the, the mechanicals are trying to do their show, but there's latency and lag and Oh, oh my God. Man. I'm getting and, ahead of myself. Oh, but but but, <laughs> but the time is coming. I'm I'm looking forward to as well some of the pieces that'll that will come out of this. Um I know some people have already expressed exhaustion with like and then we'll have the quarantine pieces. Yes. Um but I I think there is there is some cleverness to be had. I mean, it doesn't have to be clever, but I think there's some there's also some of the truth to be had that does have to speak to this is what our reality looks like. Yeah. right now and um and there there will be a different reality in the future but for people who are writing and creating right now there is there is a kind of documenting what's happening right now and and how people are effective a friend of mine is is writing a piece um is writing a musical theater piece that is very much about like the beginning of quarantine and mm. how how this how this relationship develops throughout quarantine which is i'm very excited i can't wait i'm also excited to see not just these plays that come out of quarantine but like when this is over can we revisit those and take them from their digital space and find ways to bring them to the stage oh for sure that one i'm like you bet we got that one yeah we got that (laughs) (laughs) i can think of of a couple companies of a couple pieces that have that had started to tackle the idea of like how do i show someone having a, a video call or answering texts and that kind of mm-hmm. thing um, and, and displaying that in a digital space. I wonder about the feeling of it though. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think, Oh man, oh, what piece was it? Oh, I can't remember now, but there was, my mind was cast back to something I had seen where part of the theme had to do with isolation and the relief of seeing people again. And I was like, we will all play that moment very differently now. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> now, that we've, now that we've all lived it, and the, like the relief of of being able to hold someone's hand again, and even like mm-hmm. in some ways, I don't know, the relief of being able to like walk around a store again. <laughs> I have been finding myself thinking about the joy of being able to go out to a restaurant for breakfast. Mm-hmm. you know little things like that oh i just i just had a business idea oh man <laughs> like a little like um, a restaurant a, in the oh, park yeah oh my goodness right why Appar- you know a, mm-hmm. apparently in korea they're doing that well there you go see yeah, trade lines so, think alike. <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> so arrogant now as we as we start to draw to a close one of the things that i've been asking people of late 
is, you know, as we're sort of isolating and finding ourselves and making connections and, and sort of like just trying to deal with the fact there's a general feeling of, of anxiousness mm-hmm. in the air. Um, what is giving you joy these days? What is, what is, what is taking you out of the anxious space and, 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 and allowing you to, to, to enjoy yourself? I've, I actually, I have a few things. I am, I am so excited about this stage combat workshop that happened online. Um, as I think I mentioned, I've, uh, I've been entertaining being a, st- I have been a student and I have been a mm. teacher online for some time. So I'm really excited that people are on board with that. I loved, I love sharing Instagram stories of like, here's this workout thing. I love when it comes back. Like I love ah. the fitness challenges and stuff. I, I love the let's share something that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, phone calls with people have been great watching a movie at the same time. So you can, you can kind of, especially if it's one you've watched, you can kind of talk through it. I, I, I kind yes. of talk through movies, not all the time. But every once in a while, I'm just like, I feel like I really want to talk through this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, being in being in our space, uh, Matt and I moved to uh, Etobicoke, and mm-hmm. I, I promptly was away quite a bit. So it's been really great to just be in the space and be at home. Hmm. We started fostering a cat just before oh. quarantine, so it's been really fun to watch her get comfortable and she's a little bit old and she was very uh overweight when she came to us so Mm. like we set up little obstacle courses for her we kind of (laughs) try to convince her that she can jump i don't want to go too far like i don't i don't i don't need her being on top of cabinets and throwing stuff down (laughs) but but it's been really fun to watch her um get fit and biking like getting out to to cycle Mm. getting outside uh, has been good. Um, video games and a friend of mine loaned me a guitar, so I'm finally learning hey. to play guitar. Amazing. Yeah, apparently guitar stores are the That's biggest great. they've ever been. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I think I think um, uh, guitar stores. Um, what else? Um, cooking. Everyone's out cooking. of flour. Oh yeah. my god! Everybody's cooking. Oh my god! <laughs> How great like, is I this? I go to the grocery store and I'm like, "Where's like I don't even need the flour, but where is it? Where is it? Right." I got I got a line if you ever if you ever run out I got I, got, I know I have a friend who thought they were ordering a bag of flour and they were ordering an industrial bag of flour amazing <laughs> <laughs> amazing so buns all over fantastic yes <laughs> Siobhan, thank you so much as always a great conversation thank you Phil it's such a good time. This has been a Homebody Productions production.